Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast, Pause the Patriarchy. I am Pavitra Mova, your host from the Bay Area, here today with Parnitha Jitendra. Our organization, Enabled Minds, hopes to bring attention to the challenges that women face every day, whether it be about physical disabilities, mental health issues, or even ways to cope with these problems. We are so excited that you decided to tune in. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us and hopefully become a part of our community of youthful minds working to overcome our struggles together. I'm an upcoming senior at California High School in San Ramon, and I decided to start these podcasts because for as long as I can remember, I've had generalized anxiety. The biggest struggle for me was to accept and reach out for help. I often assumed that help was nowhere to be found or too hard to look for. I would be dealing with an overwhelming amount of stress and not even the person next to me would know. I knew something had to change because I was becoming addicted to feeling low. I needed to pull myself out of this bottomless pit. As I studied myself more, I learned a couple interesting things about my behavior. I very rarely felt pressured by anyone other than myself. I set extremely high expectations for myself and the slightest deviations would throw me off guard. I realized that it wasn't about aiming too high. It was about not having the patience or the thick skin to fail. I was afraid to take risks and to put myself out there because more than anything else, I was afraid of disappointing myself. This podcast is a way to show myself and others that it's okay to speak up. It's okay to fail. It's okay to want or need help. Now I would like to introduce my co-host, Parnitha Jitendra. Thank you, Pavitra. Hi, guys. I'm a recent graduate from Mount House High School. And having gone through the stress that comes along with standardized tests, college app season, the competitive spirits of my peers, and the constant need to stand out has certainly made me realize the pressures that students face, regardless of the extent to which it is at. Fortunately, I have been given an amazing support system that has really allowed me to deal with the stress that tends to overwhelm me. However, there have been a few instances where I have allowed myself to suppress these feelings by telling myself to get over it or that it was simply a phase. I now realize that it's okay to express our feelings even if it's not the most difficult problem that society faces. I remember someone once telling me that just because someone else has a bigger plate, it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have a plate. And I think this is really important to keep in mind because it's important not to invalidate your own issues and problems simply because it doesn't feel relatively as important as the next person. I think because of the high school environment that I was in, I was really able to see the various and diverse problems that students face. And this helped me come to the realization that everyone has their issues. And big or small, it does take a lot out of each person to deal with it. So for you, Pavitra, do you think your high school environment had an effect on your coping mechanisms? Well, I'm sure many can relate, but finals week as a high schooler is complete chaos. Hallways are filled with nervous breakdowns and students trying to memorize the entire textbook minutes before their test. I obviously fit into both of those descriptions. Putting aside exams and grades, I think my high school experience consists of a larger battle. It was this constant need to be better than someone else. Maybe you failed your math test, but suddenly, if someone else around you failed as well, you felt at ease. There was this blinding use of relative comparativity. It didn't matter how much we failed or succeeded, as long as someone did worse or better than us. Because of this compatibility struggle, it was hard for me to find out what were my strengths and weaknesses as they seemed identical to the people around me. As Parinita mentioned, it was hard to stand out. Naturally, my anxiety would kick in during these moments, and I realized that a lot of my day was spent contributing to societal norms. Very rarely did I spend time doing what I loved. 
All of a sudden, it was time to write college applications, and I was deeply afraid of the questions presented in front of me. What are your passions? Who are you? What experiences have shaped your beliefs? It just seemed impossible to write about something I haven't discovered for myself yet. Paranita, as a recent graduate, how did you push through this time? What helped you? So for me, the college application process was probably the most stressed I felt throughout my entirety of high school. One thing that helped me find a topic was really just taking some time to look back and actually appreciate my accomplishments and recognize my struggles that I've had during the last four years. Instead of making my essays about how I felt like I've succeeded or reached the highest point in my career, I made sure to emphasize that everything I've completed, every extracurricular activity, every lesson, every class, was a learning stepping stone that has really allowed me to grow and will continue to allow me to better myself. For example, I talked about how witnessing the medical field in underdeveloped areas firsthand gave me the opportunity to see how our society has a lot of space for improvement and how I do see myself being a part of this development. It's important to understand that these college apps are not the end and that you don't have to be sure of exactly what you want to do in life. I feel like the college application process was a great way to explore myself and understand why I did the things that I did in high school and how it's even helped me made my decision on where I want to go to college and my next step. Instead of focusing on a 10-year plan, I condensed it to a one-year plan and what I hope to do once I've made my college decision. I guess this was probably the most stressful time I felt throughout high school, simply because I never really faced pressure from my family to ace a test or to win a specific award. Although I do come from an Asian household, it was very different from what I've seen on TV shows such as Never Have I Ever, or what I've even heard from my friends. Personally, this support I've been given has definitely allowed me to succeed and be my own motivator. Now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever actually been scared to show my parents a C on a project or even when I failed a test. In my household, my parents always told me to improve based on myself. And what they meant by that was to not compare myself to classmates and simply compare myself to my past accomplishments. Because of this, I feel like I've been able to take high school easier than a lot of people. I even completely avoided all-nighters. This lack of external pressure certainly allows me to be more independent and actually enjoy school. Surprising that it's even possible, but yeah. So for you, Pavitar, do you think your household was similar to one of a stereotypical Asian household? And did that help you with your anxiety? I would say that I definitely had more liberty in my household as opposed to the stereotype of Asian households. As you mentioned, I don't recall being afraid to show my parents my failures. This may be due to the fact that my family had traditions of problem solving together. I was always told to be a better version of the person I was yesterday, instead of trying to outrun something or someone else. I wasn't necessarily expected to be a doctor or a lawyer either. I was taught to pick anything I liked and be the best at it. I've had friends from Asian households who feared their parents and saw them as monsters. They found it very hard to confide in their family members. Talking out about a mental illness would have been ruled out at first thought. It was a little different for me. Again, I had far more liberty than most others. I told my parents about how I was feeling about my goals and my day-to-day experiences at the dinner table every night. It became a habit for me to look at my parents as helping tools more than anything else. Because of the strong communication between my family members, I was able to get diagnosed and put on treatment relatively quickly. This doesn't mean I am any better at handling my anxiety than others, but I feel comfortable knowing that I have the support system that I can always count on. Yeah, I certainly do feel that the support system that we have had has allowed us to be more expressive and more accepting of our problems and our health. 
Unfortunately, not everyone has an ideal family that embraces them or helps them cope with their mental illness. A common misconception that can lead to the disbelief of mental illness is that it can be controlled or that it is a result of one's character flaw. When discussing mental illness, people need to understand that it does not have anything to do with someone being lazy or not being goal-oriented. Numerous factors can actually contribute to mental illnesses, starting from biological factors to life experiences to even a family history of mental health problems. One way to look at it is to view it as you would a physical disability, such as a heart disease. No person willfully deals with mental illness, and for that reason, no person should have to feel ashamed for having one. Your health should never be invalidated, and fortunately, there are resources outside of the comfort of your home that will support you and that will embrace you. It is important to recognize that there is someone who will stand by you, even if it doesn't always seem that way, whether it be your parents, a sibling, your best friend, a teacher, a coach, or even a stranger. The first step in recovering and returning to your true self is to accept. Denying any issue will not make it disappear. Although it may be hard, talk to someone, anyone, about how you are feeling. Just because you don't know what you're feeling doesn't mean that you're not feeling it. Be true to yourself because at the end of the day, you are your biggest supporter and no one can read your mind. I've kept a journal of sorts most of my life, so if that works for you, try it out. Needless to say, life is not perfect. When we have a bad day, everything seems wrong in the world and vice versa. It is important to remind yourself of everything you have accomplished and everything you have to be grateful for in these situations so that you don't go in a downward spiral. Thank you guys so much for attending our first segment. We hope that you can take away something from this and please understand that you are not alone. All feelings are valid and important. This is not an easy subject to talk about as there is a lot of stigma around the coping methods of mental illnesses. We encourage you to go on this journey with us. If you would like to share your story or get involved with our mission, you can find us at enabled.minds on Instagram or visit our website at enabled-minds.com.